Hi, everyone. This is your former reigning, defending, undisputed, choose the right champion, Pooh the Bard, Bebe here. And I just wanted to give you a little heads up for this episode. So <clears throat> I had some business in uh, taking care of some guitar work, doing that uh, on uh, this past recording day for this episode. And normally I'm the one who records uh, the episodes and everything. And I started the recording before I left the house. However, ran into some technical difficulties. So in his gracious way, one half of our newest reigning, defending, undisputed, choose the right champions, Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom, uh, started a backup recording uh, as the fellas were in there talking about uh, some various news items that were going on. I am not in the episode this week because, like I said, I was off taking care of some guitar-related business, uh, doing repairs and stuff like that. So thank you to Tiger Bomb Tom and thank you to the fellas for uh, for taking care of the episode. Also, thank you folks for your patience. This one we are going to be picking up as the fellas are talking about uh, the Tessa Blanchard controversy that's going on and uh we're gonna be picking up in the middle of the conversation so just bear with us and uh thank you for listening we appreciate your uh your listening to the p3 podcast all right stick around because next week we got rumble coming up and we're gonna have predictions and stuff so it's gonna be a good one but for now enjoy you're listening to the pittsburgh pile driver Podcast. Okay, maybe I owe them an apology, but there's nothing that says I need to make a public apology for bullying somebody. There's nothing that says she needs to make a public apology for bullying somebody. If, if she did it and somebody has proof of it, produce it. Then judge, jury, and executioner from there. But other than that, it's just one person, two people, three people, however many saying, she bullied me. Well, again, what did she really do? Did she criticize your work? Or did she hold your head in the toilet while Randy Orton shit in your, in your bag? <laughs> and well, let's not so forget, too, I'll, I'll be done off my soapbox here in just a moment. And let's not forget, too, that one of the, one of the longest reigning SmackDown WWE champions has been accused on multiple occasions of being a bully. Yet, he was the longest reigning WWE champion in SmackDown history and a future Hall of Famer, JBL. So, some things you've done in your past, while they might not be great, they can't mar what you're doing in the present. If she's a shitty person in the past, and there's proof of it, well, she was a shitty person in the past. Shame on her, shouldn't have done it, oh well, let it go. If she's still a shitty person, eh, maybe that's a different story. But I don't think it should. I don't think it should tarnish what is, even though, yeah, impact. I don't think it should tarnish, uh, you know, some sort of uh, of history being made because somebody came out and said, "Wham, wham, wham, boohoo, she bullied me." There, no, there, there are two things. There, 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 there are two points of demarcation here. Uh, first and foremost, the I. I don't know that it's bullying in the traditional sense of the word. Um, you know, wrestling has this thing where is there a traditional you know, sense of the word though? Like, what is it? That's it's that, pretty much that's anything fair. where somebody makes somebody else feel sad or uncomfortable, right? Uh, 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 yes, and and that that is true. So wrestling so has subjective. this thing. Subjective. That's the word I was looking for before. Subjective. Yes, and objective, both. Um, but um, wrestling has a history, a long history, as you mentioned with JBL of. Uh, 
guys, uh, you know, doing rubs on one another, and uh, I mean, more or less hazing uh, the the new people. Okay, that's fine. Well, it's not fine anymore because of the time that we live in, but I digress. Um, this, I don't think is that, though. And this, I don't think is, like, your traditional, like, you know, get out of my way, I'm beating you tonight because I'm the better wrestler or whatever. No, this is not that. Um, based upon what I read, and again, this is, a, like like you mentioned, it's all hearsay, but the, the, the general feeling is that she used who she is to hold people back. The fact that she is a Blanchard, that she is a, a, a second generation, um, much like one fucking Charlotte Flair, who uses her own fucking, like, personal agenda and, and family to get where she's going. I, I think that Tessa Blanchard is kind of mirrored that, except for Tessa's actually more talented than Charlotte will ever be. But, um, the, the idea is that she, is that Tessa Blanchard is using hey, you know what, I grew up in this business because I'm a Blanchard, damn it, and, and, and using that to get over on, you know, people. Which, again, you know, wrestling is all politics. Uh, you know, we, we, we marvel about the awesome matches and everything, and a lot goes into those, but, I mean, at the end of the day, belts, winners, championships, rumble winners, king of the rings, money of the banks, that's all politics. You know, look, look at Triple H, uh, Randy Orton, Batista, Ric Flair, uh, evolution from like 1999 to like 2000 and what 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 year did Batista win? 2012 uh, won the Rumble. Um, no, that would have been two, 14. 2014 because that was Punk's very last. Right. <clears throat> excuse me, very last Royal Rumble. Um, and and that was in Pittsburgh, and that was whenever you mean the last. The last time he won the Rumble was the time that him and John Cena won together, and then Batista ended up winning. No, that was no. I'm, I'm talking about the last time that Batista won, which was 2014. Oh. Hell, okay. even even last year, uh, the, the 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 Triple H Batista retirement match, like Triple H has used his influence on the product time and time again, and like so that so that's that's part of the business, I think. So. There's there's certainly something to what you're saying, Ransom. You know where where is the line to like using who you are and what you do to get over? Like where is the the too much? Because you got to play ball, and especially Tessa, because her she is unique in that her attraction is that she is so much better than all of the women that she has to wrestle the men. And like she, so so she's been doing intergender matches for like the last year. So like, very literally, she's wrestling in a man's world right now. So, you know, part of it I, I think is her using that political advantage, and I think that part of this might be a little bit. And God help me, I'm, I'm about to agree with Ransom. A little bit of oversensitivity on some of these people who are coming out and saying you've held me back. But the whole like thing with her like spitting on people. And using the N word and that whole shebang, like that's not cool. Like I don't care how if if you have to do that to get over as a heel, then you're a shitty worker. Period. No, that's that's not cool. But again, it goes back to it's one person saying that against another one, a few, whoever. Like what, you've got to show proof, and I'm I'm all for the whole it's, innocent until proven guilty. It's Japan, though. That's that's the thing. Like if like I. Hell, we'll watch New Japan next week, and nobody in the crowd has their phones out, 
it's a very different atmosphere in that country than it is here. And so I, if, if it happened in Japan, and especially if it wasn't like a big televised event, there, to me, I, I would be 100% believing that it, would, it probably happened, but no one caught it on film because, you know, it's, 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 it's a different climate and a different, yeah. you know, culture. I mean, it, 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 again, it could have happened, but, you know. We'll never know. No, well, there, there, unless you see physical proof of it, you know, it, it's still these people said this about her and whatever. And as far as, you know, her using her status or, <clears throat> you know, trying to stay on top while pushing other people down, that has been an accusation that has been thrown around wrestling probably since professional wrestling started. I'm sure Brother. people have said that about Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. CM Punk said that about Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. Now say what you will about Triple H. Um, <clears throat> there, there's been accusations everywhere about it. Well, married the boss's daughter. You know, you know, he started working in the in the office. He was in Vince McMahon's ear. Yada 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 yada. But there have been plenty of times where Triple H has lost and Triple H has gotten buried. <clears throat> Look back to the curtain call. Yep. Vince McMahon well, buried Triple H. He was supposed to win King of the Ring that year. Austin won King of the Ring that year because Triple H had to take the punishment. Yes, that's long before evolution and everything, but at the same token, well, Triple H did the work for a lot of people. Well, I will say, though, in that regard, though, to the curtain call, he was literally the only person who could take the punishment because Paul and Nash were on their way out the door, and he wasn't going to take the... He wasn't going to, you know, bury Sean because Sean was the champ at the time. So, I mean... He, right. he, there, there really was, there was no, no other, other choice. Yeah, there really was no other choice. But I, but I get what you're saying in the fact that you know, like, it's not like he's had like you know, an, any sort of like undefeated record or anything like that. Like he's he's gone through the normal ups and downs and everything like that. But I, I kind of, I kind of find it funny though that a lot of people have cried, you know, like, oh, you know, so and so buried me and this and that, and a lot of people. A lot of people bitched and moaned about Triple H and his golden shovel, and now, now those same people, probably those same people, probably revere him as one of the greatest minds because look what he's done with NXT. It's it's amazing what a little bit of time, and you know, and, and some uh, good happenings will do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, in it's... my opinion, I think I've I've always seen Triple H as, and forgive my credo, uh, my 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 leaning on his credo, but best for business. Even on Raw in like the 2000s, the early 2000s, whenever he was with his golden shovel, like there was nothing else going for that show. And and like him or hate him, Triple H has a mind for the business. Yep. The dude fucking sweats psychology. Yep. He yep. could work a match. Like and and I love Will Ospreay, and I think that Will <laughs> Ospreay uh, versus Takahashi at Wrestle Kingdom may be the match of the year. Uh, at the end of the year, I might be saying that, but Triple H understood how to get those same reactions without having to take crazy bumps, without having to take stupid Spanish flies on ring aprons, without having to take, you know, these awful looking things that make you go, oh my god, is he dead? Triple H knows how to work a match to get you emotionally invested. So, he, and he's got a, he's a brilliant mind for the business as he's shown with NXT. And he always has been. And that's the thing. Like, people always want to go back to him and say, well, he pushed himself during, you know, the, the early 2000s. Well, you know what? Maybe. But, I mean, should he have lost to Burger T at WrestleMania? Probably. 
if 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 Triple H loses to Booker T at WrestleMania 19, I think it was 19. It may have been 18. It was 19. Um, if, if Triple H loses to Booker T at that WrestleMania, I think that the narrative on him is completely swept, swapped, switched, swift. <laughs> wow, you went for a combination swap, of swap and Swift is a trucking company. Sure, Swift. sure is. Swift, uh, yeah. I anyway. He, uh, I, think, I think he went for a combination of uh, swapped and uh, switched there when he went swift. Man, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you know what I was trying to go for. <laughs> I had no fucking idea. Yeah, well, so hey. You yeah, say again. maybe he should have <laughs> lost to Booker T at that WrestleMania, but who's to say that that wouldn't, that wouldn't have backfired? Who's to say that that would have been what's best for business? Because Booker T's reign right there could have been like, CM Punk's world title reign, where it yeah. lasted for a cup of coffee, nobody cared, and it was gone. Booker T, whenever he was doing the King Booker thing as the world champion, that was over, over the moon. Mm-hmm. He was one of the most hated heels, and he caught people's attention, and he grabbed onto it. Booker T is a face. Could he have done that? Maybe. Nope. nope. Probably not. I don't think so. So, so you're gambling there. And look at the early 2000s, too. Some of the people <coughs> that Triple H faced. Could you imagine some of those people as champion? He, didn't he face uh, Brock uh, – not Brock Lesnar. Um, didn't he face Goldberg at one point? Goldberg, maybe Nash. He did, maybe he didn't. Nash. Nash. Scott yep. Steiner. Dear Lord, do yep. you want oh. Triple H to put the golden shovel away and lose to Scott Steiner? Can you imagine Scott Steiner as the world heavyweight champion in oh, WWE? Bryce, no. Speaking of super unsuccessful and who cares? So, you know, again, we've kind of gotten off the rails here, you know, moved on to Triple H as opposed to Tessa Blanchard. But again, it's all subjective. And, you know, I I don't know. I I say innocent until proven guilty. If she's still a shitty person, that's going to come out somewhere. Someone's going to have video evidence of it if she's still doing it. If she did it in the past, hey, it's in the past. Everybody does something that they're not proud of and that they probably shouldn't have done. People grow up. It happens. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll 100% reiterate my point because we may not have been recording the first time. Thanks, Poot. Um, that I think we that got this it now. Is, We're okay. We're okay. Exactly. That this is probably something. Th- this is probably a calculated strike because it's, it's not that there wasn't any hype going into Impact Hard to Kill. Because, again, you know, this, this was the first time this is a history maker. You know, she, she was competing for the, for the men's heavyweight championship. It's a big deal. But I, th- I think she knew that sending this tweet out would stir up some controversy. And what does our old pal Easy E say? Controversy, controversy creates, cash. creates cash. Hell yeah. She, she was, she was, like I said, she was trending on Twitter for like Thursday or Friday all day. Tessa, hashtag Tessa. Good or bad, man, that got people talking about her. And it probably sold a couple more buy rates to Hard to Kill. So did it work? I don't know. Um, you know, did did it damage her reputation? Maybe. Uh, she she's either a super big dumbass for bringing this up the biggest before the biggest weekend of her life, or she's fucking smarter than anybody else has given her credit for. And I think, I think she might be on the ladder. Well, like and, I said, and if it is, good for her. <laughs> good I mean, for her to play to that. Yeah, I mean, like I had said, you know, it's just a matter of like. I, I just me is is my own moral compass. If I did something fucked up, like regardless of if the bullying stuff was true or not, if she did this, if she did the stuff of like spitting on people in Japan or you know using the using the racial slur and this and that, like own up to it, you know, 
and and correct your actions that's just kind of how i am like that's me personally if i do something fucked up i'll own up to it i'll fix the mistake and make sure i don't make you know do my best not to make the mistake again but again you know like we said it's it all comes down to it's all hearsay right now if there's not proof then move the fuck on you know um yeah, I think I move the fuck on. Move the uh, fuck let's, on. Let's, yeah. let's get on to brighter and better topics because my my dudes, it is rumble season and like this I thought, you know I thought you were gonna and, go for UK there. <laughs> um well and that's that's part of it. But I mean like you know I know that like it's it's kind of a <sighs> foregone conclusion that Roman or Brock is gonna win. Okay. Like, and, and I know that kind of deflates the tires a little bit, but to me, man, like, the rumble gets this, like, giddy little kid in me so excited. I don't know what it is, man, because there's, there's, there's always surprises, and there's always intrigue, and, you know, you want to see who's going to be in that final four, because it gives you kind of a snapshot of who they're looking to get over in the next year. So, like, this is, like, to me, the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan between now and probably... June. It's like playoff um, probably, time. Exactly, exactly. Playoff time because WrestleMania is their Super Bowl, but then even after you have Money in the Bank, you know, there quickly thereafter, which is still a pretty big show. So, um, you know, but but so and and, and we've already started down that path of awesomeness with Wrestle Kingdom two weeks ago. And now this past weekend we did have uh the, the NXT UK Ransom, answer me this. Did you watch it? No. Okay. I I am actually currently watching it. I just got done with the tag team ladder match, which was pretty amazing. You know, to me, the NXT brand can do no wrong. Be it stateside, be it UK. I've heard that they are thinking about opening up NXT Mexico. Go for it, man. Like, give me all of the NXT. I will watch every second of it. I'm guilty of not watching the UK show. Um, on on, a, on the regular because when I was watching it, I believed that it was probably the best product on TV. Uh, but uh, UK takeovers have have always been spectacular, and yes, that they they have a much smaller sampler sampler. My goodness, <laughs> sample size, uh, sample size to go off of. But um, you know, I'll I'll say outright one hundred percent. Tyler Bate versus uh, Devlin. Is up there with match of the year, along with uh, um, um, Osprey versus Takahashi. That was that damn good. I'm gonna have um, to go back and rewatch that because I was like half paying attention to it because I was like getting sure. set up. I was getting set up here, and I, I was unpacking my my new bookshelf and stuff. So I was like half paying attention. I did catch a good. I I did catch like good, good chunks of it. it. It from what I saw, it was really good. And same thing with the ladder match here is also really good. Um, the women's match was good too. I, I thought it was uh, pretty well done. And, too uh, short, I think. Uh, you know, to, to, to yeah. me, I I would I would like to be about ten minutes longer. But other than that, I I, I agree. I would say if if at the most maybe five minutes longer. Like I, I don't know. That that's just me. I thought I thought it was fine for what it was. I I had no problems with it. Um, and I the uh the Tread Seven match was a was a good opener. Um. That's one that I thought would have been a little bit longer, but maybe it's just because, like, I, I still don't remember the dude's name. Something, Eddie, Eddie something? Eddie, Eddie Dennis. Eddie Dennis, the, yeah. uh, the, yeah, that the dragon, guy. Eddie Dennis. Yeah, that guy. I, I know nothing I about him. 
I, I know nothing about him. I mean, he had a good look. Uh, I, I, I dug the match. It was fine. Um, I, that was when I thought that it, because it was Trent Seven, it might have been a little bit of a longer match, but maybe just because it was Eddie Dennis, maybe not. I don't know, because maybe nobody else knows him like I like how I don't either. I don't know, but I will say the uh, <laughs> that that fucking razor's edge to the outside the barricade. Fucking oh my oh, god, that was so that was such a sick bump. I was like, he's dead. <laughs> I gasped. I I gasped, and and Brittany was sitting on the couch, and she said, she was talking to the cat. She said, "Bubba, we just watched a murder." <laughs> like. He, and I mean, clearly the guy that was there, like that caught him on the outside, was a plant. What a rocade! That's fine, but I mean, yeah, still, the, the quote-unquote like, cameraman. Right. That that was a fucking sick bump. That was insane. Um, Eddie Dennis, by the way, is big in the UK. Um, that's probably why we don't know him know him so much. Um, he's uh, kind of a a, a journeyman uh, in, in the UK, and he is uh, he, he looks super crisp to me and i i really dug the product so yeah you know uh, like, i hope, hope to see more of them yeah as i say i'm looking forward to seeing more of them and you know seeing what they do with them in the future because i mean so many of these people like had like had nxt uk not come along would have i would i have ever known who the hell tyler Bate or Walter or jordan devlin was probably not you know like so I'm real. I'm really glad that uh, that they're getting you know the exposure that they are and stuff like that, and that we have these names and now like, you know once uh, once NXT went on uh, went on USA Network, uh, you know you see you know you see some of that bleeding over. You get Rhea Ripley coming over. You get uh, you know Tony Storm showed up last week for a little you know for for a match or whatever. You get you know. Uh, a bit of Imperium influence over there. Um, you actually have quite a few of the uh, the UK uh, people in the tag team, the Dusty tag team tournament. You got Gallus, uh, Imperium, uh, fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Flash Morgan Webster, and what's his nuts, Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah thank you, that and guy. And then uh, <laughs> the other, the uh, the Grizzle Young Vets. Yes, uh, gri- oh my the, god, Grizzle Young Vets, fucking Holy great tag team, amazing, dude. Tag I'm team. telling you. I think NXT UK has the best tag division, including AEW, and I think that NXT UK probably has the second best women's division next to NXT. Um, that's so so strong over there, uh, and I mean, I I can't say enough about Walter either. So I mean, I'm it's I I love NXT UK, and uh, I'm I'm super fucking hyped for Worlds Collide. Uh, with uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Finn Balor, oh. uh, that's that's going to be an incredible match. Yes, um, you know Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley. We know what we're going to get, and then the the fucking pop off with uh, Imperium versus uh, the the Undisputed Era oh. is going to be insane. It's like th- there are only three matches announced so far, but I'm already saying that's going to beat Rumble. I think that weekend. Now for me. Now just a quick question on that. <clears throat> with the <coughs> excuse me i'm fighting off a little bit of a cough um with the worlds collide is it so far is it or is the whole thing gonna be just nxt versus nxt uk or are we actually still yes. getting more okay i wasn't sure if we were getting more of the other brands in there like maybe like an nxt versus a raw or smackdown thing or not like how we did before how they threw in 205 live or Right. any of that shit no. so, so it's literally I mean, so it's literally just nxt versus nxt uk overall 
As far as I know, yes. Although you may see Leo Rush defending the Cruiserweight title on there. Um, I'd love to see him no, versus Mark Andrews. Wait. Leo I, Rush isn't the Cruiserweight champ. Or, um, yeah, you're right. Oh, Angel man. Garza. Sorry about that. We just, Angel raved, Garza. we just raved about him all of last week. Come on, Beef. Oh, Get yeah, back man. in the program. <laughs> Sorry, boot that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Angel Garza. I, I, are you, are you I would sorry? love to see him versus Mark Mark Andrews. Are you really sorry about the about that? Sorry, sorry about that. All right, allegedly. Uh, so speaking, so speaking of uh, things that are terrible, and then things <laughs> that were awesome, and then back to things that are terrible again. Let's. Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch Raw last night, so did anything big happen? Um, Besi- I, besides I, Seth Rollins' new shirt, <laughs> I caught I, I caught bits and pieces of it. Um, I I was watching more of the national championship, and then I just decided to go to bed because who won? Don't and don't uh, say the Tigers. LSU. Okay, fucking fucking LSU because I fucking hate LSU. I was like fuck this, and I watched Raw, and I was like uh, I'm 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 just so disenfranchised with Raw. Um, Ricochet had a decent match. Um. Who do you face? Mojo? I think I think he faced Mojo. Uh, it was it was a decent match. Um, Charlotte came on. And I immediately turned the channel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, there's there's a the, the there's a clip going pretty viral right now of uh, Kevin Owens like running up the stupid like yeah, WWE skate did, park ramp. I did see uh, that. Tron. I did see that actually. That was pretty uh, pretty crazy. Um. What 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 ended up happening with that whole stupid quote unquote fist fight? Oh, that's what. Yeah, so uh, Murphy and um, uh, Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black had a pretty good match, and I mean, you know, fucking shocker of all shockers, those two having a good match. <laughs> um, they uh, like it, it. It was very much like a New Japan style match. It was very physical. A lot of elbows. A lot of knees. Um, a lot of striking, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was great. But then at the end of the show, um, and you know, there, I, I didn't watch it all, but I, I saw clips. And at the end of the show, he was out there with Seth Rollins and AOP, and he came in, and uh, Big Show was winding up for the WMD or whatever the fuck he wants to call it now. And uh, Murphy gave him the low blow, and yeah, but uh, allowed Seth Rollins to get the victory. Okay, but here's my question: in the whole, in the the whole grand scheme of it, the match itself, the quote-unquote fist fight match, what the fuck does that entail? What, how was that different from a regular match? Yeah, I mean, that, and that they kept saying all night, the first ever fist fight match in WWE, and I'm like, isn't every match in WWE like a fist fight? Like, or are we, we, are we well, there, there are no rules, so it's a hardcore match. Like, or a no I, disqualification. You know, I, yeah, like like I said, I, I was I was uh, I was tuned out at that point. So uh, you know, bad on us for not doing our homework. But I mean, you know, we you know we, we we can't be blamed because the product is shitty and it's tough to say to yourself, hey, let's waste three hours of my time that I could be doing anything else and uh, devote it to watching a show that's just gonna make me angry. So I devoted my time to playing Detroit Become Human. So there you go. <laughs> that probably probably better decision. I, I I got pissed off watching the national championship. So, um, but you know, I, I I think sometimes we come off way too hard on Raw because it feels like there's a lot of dumb stuff going on, and there is there there really really is. But you know, there there are a lot of bright spots too. Um, the 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 War Raiders, the uh, Ricochet. 
um, AJ Styles and the Randy Orton thing. Like that's 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 entertaining. Um, Seth Rollins and AOP is actually doing pretty well, and now they got Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens together. Like you know, good things are happening. It's just that you know you you, you have to dig through a metric fuck ton of Triceratops shit to get to it. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> metric ton of triceratops shit. I like that. That's uh, good. Uh, uh, a metric fuck ton of triceratops oh, shit. I, my apologies. My apologies. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, uh, speaking of back to things that are actually really good again. Um, I wasn't able to. Uh, I wasn't able to uh, get a hold of Johnny Patch. I talked to him over the weekend, and we had said, "Hey, Tuesday's the day," and I told him, "Okay, you know." Hook up with me in the afternoon after you, you know, wake back up from whatever. That never happened. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, say uh, if for anybody that's in the southwestern PA area, the Elizabeth Township area specifically, um, IWC is going to be putting on their reloaded show this Saturday. Uh, bell time at 7, I believe. And uh, with the with <coughs> with the reloaded uh event it's uh they hit the reset button so anybody can show up wrestlers and non-wrestlers alike anything could happen it's kind of a yeah you just you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen so we'll see uh we'll see who mr patch ends up defending it again so best of luck to him in his title defense whenever he whoever he faces and uh if i get a chance i will hopefully get out to that show saturday night with the kiddos and we'll have uh we'll have some more bright spots and wrestling to talk about and not whatever the fuck is going on on Monday Night Raw. So, Unless, of course, he's facing Jackson Argos and then, you know, all the all the luck to Jackson Argos, the real champion. <laughs> uh, Ransom, you've been super quiet over there. I, I, I know we've been talking about, you know, things you don't watch like UK and Raw. Uh, what, what's, on your, what's on your mind there, pal? Yeah, all this NXT UK talk, I was, I was, I was, I was dozing off. <laughs> what about, what oh, about regular NXT? Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch this last week. Um, okay. But I, I did want to comment, and I, I missed my chance to do it. Whenever you said it, beef about uh, about the Rumble, you know about you know so there's being something special about the Rumble. To me, I get I get giddy about the Rumble like kayfabe is still a thing. Mm-hmm. The the Rumble, I don't know what it does. But it makes me believe again that that anybody has a shot, that anybody can win. Deep down inside, I know that's not true. You know what I mean? Deep down inside, I I know Roderick Strong's not going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, it's probably going to be a, a disappointment. But there's that there's that little there's that little hint of mystique, that little hint of you know what? Just maybe we'll see someone we never expected win the Royal Rumble, and that's it. it that makes it special to me. And I think that that's probably the biggest problem with us IWC folks uh, is that... And he means inter- internet wrestling community, not, community, right. not international wrestling cartel. <laughs> Precisely. Thank you. I, <clears throat> I feel like we always have to make that, uh, that, that disclaimer because we, we, we do want we, we to separate... You know, IWC good, IWC bad. Yeah, I was um, anyway. one, one one is awesome and one is a fucking hot trash fire. So, which we are at the fucking steaming top of the, uh. the, the 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 hot trash fire, like sitting here, like throwing matches on it. So 
you know, guilty. But, you know, we we tend to armchair book ourselves into a tizzy over the Royal Rumble. I'll tell you what, last year, I didn't do that. Um, last year, I made a point of not doing that to myself, of not saying, okay, I don't, you know, I'm not expecting Kenny Omega to show up. I'm not expecting, you know, CM Punk to win the Royal Rumble. I just want to have a good show. And it was entertaining. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, um, I think they're, they, they, they were at Minute Maid Park last year. I, it was the, the Houston Baseball Stadium. And they're doing it again this year, which I love. I love that the Royal Rumble is in a baseball stadium because it's like it's kind of like half the it's 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 not quite as big as a football stadium but it's bigger than like the hockey barns so like you it's 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 a nice intermediate and uh like i i went in with zero expectations and i really enjoyed the whole event start to finish so i'm trying to do that this year uh i'm 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 trying to stay off of social media the week of, well, especially the weekend of, because that's whenever people start posting the pictures. Oh, look who showed up to the arena! Blah blah blah. I I try, I try to avoid that because because I, I do like to be surprised. I I have already seen one name that's a pretty big surprise that's probably going to be coming back that really is is exciting to me. Um, so so I'm, I'm really trying. You you want to hear it? You you want to be yes. spoiled? Um, yes. Fair warning. Well, Stop listening now if you don't want to be spoiled. All four of you who listen. Precisely. Uh, Edge is uh, is reportedly oh, yeah. making his return. Yeah, I've seen, um, I've, I've is he seen. cleared? Yeah, uh, allegedly. The, the, really? now, there's a whole lot. of it, It's been going around for a little bit, even before, even, even just before, as of late. Like it's like him coming back in general for a match, but then of course, like yeah, of course, Edge is saying like no. You know, I'm not coming back. Uh, I don't know if he went so far as to say he was not cleared or anything like that. I, I don't know, but yeah, I've, I have seen that. I have seen that been floating around too. Um, Triple H did a great job of of of, uh, of uh, absorbing and deflecting. Because someone asked him about that here, I think recently, and he was like, "It's one thing to be medically cleared; it's another thing to be cleared by our doctors." You know, Daniel Bryan was one thing. Yeah, I and. I think that really uh, any wrestler who has a marquee name to them has WWE in the same barrel that Daniel Bryan had them in two years ago, or with the last year. Any, you know, where where they say, "Hey, I'm going to go wrestle, whether it's for you or whether it's for the other guy." You know, I'm going to be either on your show or competing against your show. It's your decision, and you know, if <laughs> if, if these guys get the itch, you know, Edge hey, is sitting back saying, "You know what? I I want to come back." You know, he goes to Vince, and if Vince says, "No, nah, you know, I don't think we have a place for you." Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sure Cody and the Bucks got a place for me. Yeah, but right at the top of the card, uh, there's I, I, somebody the caliber of Edge. I, I don't see how, especially since he's a WWE Hall of Famer. I, there, I don't think there's any chance in hell if Edge says, "Hey, you know what? My doctor says I'm good. I feel good. I think I'm good." You know, WWE doctors, check him out. They say, yeah, he's good. I don't think there's any chance in hell. WWE will find something for Edge. They're not going to mm -hmm. let a, a WWE Hall of Famer that still has juice in the tank, not a Hall of Famer that is old and can't do anything anymore and is basically just, you know, like come out and cheer on somebody else, not disparaging Arn Anderson in any way. I was about to say, Arn Anderson. Not. Nope, but I'm no. not. I'm not okay. disparaging Arn in any way. I'm just saying somebody who's still young enough like Edge. <laughs> 
who could still go if his body is medically cleared and he feels that he could do it, they're not going to let him go. They'll now, find something for him, guaranteed. The only the only reason I at first whenever the very first time I heard Edge's name brought up, the only reason I was even skeptical is because back whenever he was forced to retire, um, if and I'm and I'm sure Ransom, I'm sure you've probably watched this being a pretty big Edge head yourself. Uh, the his you know his you think you know me DVD. Whenever whenever he was retired and he was talking about one radio show. They asked him. They're like, they asked him if he missed it and stuff. He's like, no. He's like, I, I lived my dream and I did that part. He said he never wanted to be one of those guys that just like hung around. So, part of me had a hard time believing. Like, eh, okay. Even if he was cleared, like, would he want to come back? And, <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it's not going to happen because obviously, you know. Who am I? I don't, I don't know Edge. I'm not inside his head, but <clears throat> I know that um, I know that he and Christian stopped doing their podcast because once uh, once Beth Phoenix uh, you know took on the commentating uh, stuff on NXT, he basically had to you know stay home and be dad and he didn't have time to do all this and that, all the other faffery with the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my Ooh. God, makes me wonder. You know, is he gonna have time to, you know, to train and come back? And if he does, it's probably only gonna be for a one-off, like the Rumble or maybe a Rumble and a Mania. But uh, don't get me wrong; like, if he comes back, that's great, and I'll be, I'll be excited to see him. I'll mark the fuck out. Trust me, I'll be right along oh, yeah. there with you guys, marking out. You know, but for those, for those people that are like, oh my God, this is gonna be the greatest thing, and he's gonna come back, and this and that, and like pump the brakes it's probably not going to be a long-term thing so don't don't get your don't get your panties all soaked just yet you know yeah it's uh, i i agree with you there it's it's not going to be one of those things where like edge comes back for it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a situation that that we were in whenever Shawn michaels came back right he wrestled again for probably longer than he did before he went away we're not going to get that but at the same token if wwe can make a gigantic payday off of a Royal Rumble appearance and and a Mania match, they'll they'll do it. They'll offer him, you know, probably whatever he wants and put him in, you know, pr probably whatever sort of match he wants to be in, because um, it'll draw. And even if he makes a one or two off appearance on like an AEW, that that would be enough, I think, to to make somebody sit up and take notice. So I don't think I don't think WWE is going to let that get away. At one point in time, Here's I can't remember if you said it on the podcast or if you said it on or in the chat that we have going. Didn't you say at some point that the booking or the the, the betting? I, I don't know what it is because <laughs> I don't I don't do the gambling. The, the rumble odds. Yeah, didn't you say that there were rumble odds where Punk was pretty high? So, and this was I think as of <clears throat> last week or two weeks ago. So it's still pretty early because these things. Usually the week of odds flip pretty hard because I I truly believe that Vince has his nose in the in, in the Vegas sports books and he likes to throw people for a loop. Um, oh yeah, because you know Roddy Piper style. You you think you have all the the answers? We're going to change the questions on you. Um, as of a couple, I think I, I think a couple weeks ago, 
the the heavy favorite is, and I think it still is, was and is Roman Reigns, uh, like overwhelmingly so. Uh, the the next best odds were Brock Lesnar, which is not outside the scope of believability, and and, and we can talk about that here in a in a hot minute because we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week with you know uh, picks for Worlds Collide and Rumble and all that. So um, we'll 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 probably talk a little bit specific about the rumble here a little bit but um lesnar winning from the number one position is not outside the realm of believability um and then yeah uh the 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 third the, the person with the third highest odds to win the royal rumble was cm punk and that was the point that i was about to make is that i'm all for an edge return uh i love edge and he is definitely one of my favorite guys to see in the ring um, he, he's, he's another guy that just oozes, uh, personality and, and, and gets fucking ring psychology like, like, like very few do. But, you know, here's the thing. When, and I, I feel like I always harken back to 2014 because that to me is like the greatest train wreck of all time in, in wrestling. Like, I've seen some bad shit go down, but to me, like, nothing has ever come off the rails, like Royal Rumble 2014 in Pittsburgh when Batista won. Yep. Um, Rey Mysterio came out number 30. And got and, uh, booed the fuck out of there. And oh. he was, this This was a return for him. He, he he hadn't been around for a hot minute, so, like, this was supposed to be, like, a, you know, hey, Rey's back, alright. But because this was Brian's year, because the fans wanted Daniel Bryan so badly, and because, you know, Yins is going to Yins, uh, they <laughs> absolutely, like, they didn't just grab the steering wheel and rip the train off the tracks, man. They fucking picked up that locomotive and threw it into the, in, into the fucking Monongahela, man. Um, it, it, it went every which way but up. Uh, they, they booed him, they chanted yes, they chanted Daniel Bryan, they chanted we want Bryan, uh, they booed Batista, oh my god did they boo Batista, so bad that Batista ended up flipping off the, the fans at the end of the night, um, that to me, and, and not, not to that scope, I don't think, but that to me is the pitfall of Edge coming back this year, like, yeah, alright, great, Edge is back, but where's Punk? You know, so many people are expecting CM Punk that I don't think he will be there just because he is so anti everything. Like he, you know, be, because it's a bygone conclusion or for a foregone conclusion, I'm sure that he's saying, no, I, I don't want to do it that way. I, I want to show up, you know, bring me in on some raw where I can take somebody out and, and, and start my mania program that way. If he's going to come back. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I think, I think that the fans again are setting themselves up for, 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 um, disaster expecting and really wishing for CM Punk to come back. And again, this is me, one of the being, one, one of the biggest CM Punk fans you're, you're ever going to find. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, this is the pitfall of Edge coming back this year is that, yeah, it's great, but it's, it's literally your dander if you do, your dander if you don't, because if he comes back and then CM Punk comes back, guess what? Edge is returned. No one's going to care about it because CM Punk came back. Uh, if Edge returns and CM Punk doesn't come back, no, you know it, it's it's not going to have the same levity because people want a Punk. So it's six one only half a dozen the other. You know what? I, I I sort of kind of sort of agree with you on that. Um, 
I think if Edge and Punk both come back in the Rumble, Edge's comeback will be overshadowed by Punk. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> but I disagree on if Edge comes back and Punk doesn't. I, I, not to take anything away from Batista, because it's going to sound like I am, but, but, but I'm not. Um, I, I think Edge... I think Edge just has has more people who I don't know genuinely think of him as a likable person and like, hey man, it's Edge. Like Edge is awesome. He seems like an awesome guy. We watch his, listen to his podcast. We've watched his his things on the network. You know, Ed, Edge is he's like he's our guy. So I feel like if Edge comes back and Punk doesn't, you're not going to have the same sort of reaction that you had when Batista and Rey Mysterio came back and Daniel Bryan did not come out. I think if Edge comes back in the Rumble, people are going to see that. And for that fleeting moment, they'll forget about Punk. If there's no mention of him, if he doesn't come back, if he's not teased, I think people will, will appreciate Edge for coming back and be all about it and not, and not shit on it. I could be dead wrong, but I just I don't think it will happen with Edge. I hope so. But I'm telling you, man. Like... Mysterio was, he wasn't gone that long. And he didn't have no. one of those things where he was like, hey, man, I'm hurt. My body can't handle it anymore. You know, I just won the title again. People are loving me. And, and, and he left. I just don't think Rey Mysterio carries the clout with the fans that, that Edge does. So they can shit on Rey Mysterio because sometimes they like him. Sometimes they'll, they'll boo him for the sake of, hey, we wanted Daniel Bryan, but we got Rey Mysterio. But if it's people like, hey, Edge or CM Punk might come back, but you know what? We had Edge. Hell yeah, we got Edge. I think it'll be okay. I, I just i i feel i've i i feel like wrestling fans have already kind of like written the book for CM Punk coming back, and I think that there is going to be a lot of disappointed wrestling fans on Royal Rumble Sunday when Calder personality doesn't hit and he doesn't come out, and i i don't want them to run it off the tracks because I think that this Rumble has a shot at being fairly memorable. To be honest, now you were saying well, until the end. Yeah. Well, you were saying last uh, you were saying last year about last year's rumble that you were pretty entertained. Um mm-hmm. I, I this is going to sound terrible. Like I don't even remember who won last year's Royal Rumble to be perfectly honest. Who did win it? Why the um the um the Monday night oh, fuck oh. what is the hell is the name? Um SSS Rollins won it. Um, and then he beat Brock Lesnar in like six minutes in that like weird like pseudo hardcore match thing. At oh, that's right, he did. Okay, that's uh, right. And then, he, and then, he and did then, and then Lesnar. Give a shit about Seth Rollins? I couldn't even remember that he won the Rumble. <laughs> now, now, Monday Night Messiah. Monday Night Messiah. My God, I couldn't, I couldn't get that one. Here's my thing about last year's Royal Rumble. The one thing that I always look forward to in the Royal Rumble, is a little bit of a little bit of what Ransom said about you know the the believability that anybody has a chance, but more so for me that anybody could show up and last year we there really weren't any surprise entrance in the royal rumble it was like pretty it was pretty straightforward you know there were a couple nxt guys uh, and, yeah. and i think that's what i'm looking forward to i th- <coughs> i think if i don't see keith lee or dominic dijakovic in the royal rumble i'm going to be disappointed me personally I, i'll agree with you on that i i will look forward to seeing nxt guys because they're we always expect to see a few of them like what uh who was who was it last year that showed up in the Rumble? I'm trying to remember. 
from NXT. Adam Cole was in two years ago. Um, let's see. Uh, last year, Jeff Jarrett showed up. That's a pretty big deal. Um, eh, is it? Gar- Gar- Gargano. Um, Pete Dunne. Alistair Black. Okay. So I mean, it, and uh, Nia Jax. So I mean, it it it, it wasn't huge, but was it was. Say, you I was know. gonna say, is Jeff Jarrett is old slap? That's a big deal, though. <laughs> really, is he? Come on. In his own mind. In his in his own mind. Well, in any case, but I I hope I hope we get some really good. Uh, if we don't get quote unquote surprise entrance, you know, like I expect to see some NXT guys. Like you said, I do expect to see uh, a Keith Lee. I expect to see. A Dominic Dijakovic hell I I might even expect to see a returning Velveteen Dream at some point you that's know that's what I was thinking so yep. that, that'd be cool I, I like that would be somebody who I might consider a surprise like somebody who isn't around right now being used on TV because of because of them being out with injury or whatever like for the women's rumble I I would like to see Ruby Riot come back if she's healthy you know do you know what was awesome last year uh, and I'm sorry Tom I don't mean to cut you off um, but you know it was awesome last year. You mentioned women's rumble. Like that's almost as fun as the men's rumble. Because last year Michelle McCool came back and was like tearing house. She eliminated five people. Well, like her and Charlotte Flair like have a tie of like the most people eliminated in, in, in a women's rumble now. Now the only thing about last year's women's rumble that was that the first year for the women's rumble or the second? Second. It was the second. Okay, maybe I was thinking of the very first year. I was gonna say the first year. They don't have, they don't really have a deep enough, they didn't have a deep enough women's roster that they had to, like, bring back, like, Nikki and Brie Bella and, like, mm-hmm. you know, Candice Michelle and shit like that. I, I hope, I hope that now, you know, now with, now with how much spotlight NXT got from Survivor Series and all, I hope that, you know, we'll see a lot of the NXT women's roster and, and you know, even the NXT UK women's roster uh, I think you will <coughs> helping to fill out, uh, you know, the Raw and SmackDown rosters. Because let's be honest, the Raw and SmackDown women's rosters are pretty thin. Pretty, They've pretty only announced thin. four people uh, from from Raw and SmackDown uh, for the for the women. There are seventeen men announced, uh, and like Andrade's not on there. So, like, I've what, one of my favorite Rumble pastimes uh, is is to look at the list of uh, confirmed entrants on like the Sunday of. And figure out how many surprises there are, and you know who who could it be, and like that's 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 part of the fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me let me give you my uh, my 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 Paul Heyman spoiler here, uh, uh, gentlemen. This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. Uh, and NXT women is going to uh, NXT woman is going to win the Royal Rumble this year, and it's going to be Shayna Baszler. Hmm. You're you're going to see Shayna versus uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, and 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 I, and I get the feeling that Shayna's going to be taking the big red title off of her, and and I'm okay with that. You're you're assuming that Becky is going to hang on to it, then? Uh, oh yeah. At the Rumble oh, here, sure. you think that sure. you think she's gonna they're gonna have her conquer that Oscar Mountain, huh? I do, I okay. do. Um, uh, man, what what a great segue that would be for if 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 Pitt were to show up when we're talking about conquering the Oscar Mountain. I mean, Jesus, giggity. You can't you you can't ask for a better segue than that. I think I think the biggest loss of the the, uh, the recording not happening at, at like the first twenty minutes is the loss of my poot impression. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, um, that's okay. We'll do it again next week. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm thinking of you know yeah, we man. we kind of we kind of touched on him earlier, but didn't didn't really go into him too much. You know about people doing things they shouldn't have done in the past. 
is Lars Sullivan. Oh yeah. There's part of me that kind of, kind of believes that WWE doesn't give a shit about, you know, what came out about Lars Sullivan. Because, I mean, look at some of the stuff that Vince McMahon has done over the years. Good Lord. Well, On TV. Now, mm. quick question, Ransom. Did you, like, besides besides the stuff, the, the remarks that he made on the bodybuilding blogs or whatever back in the past, did you hear about the latest stuff, like the most recent yeah, stuff? Yeah, that he did porn. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I, I want to say gay porn, though. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Which, yeah. which, regardless, Again, I'm not, like, I, I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm not condemning him one way or the other. Like, I know, I, I know that it's, I know it's actually a thing where, like, straight heterosexual men will do gay porn. It's gay for pay because it's harder for them to break into the business doing, you know, guy on girl porn or porn or whatever. I remember watching this on like a mtv uh true life episode or whatever like way back Man, in the day Tom knows a lot about porn jeez i'm a, yeah, I'm, right, a well, yeah, I'm a well-rounded individual i mean what can i say yeah, i can't i can't speak to the to the porn industry but you know <laughs> you look back on some of the stuff that, that wwe has done on their programming yes i know it wasn't the pg era live sex porn. celebration yeah, i had but to it's just like you know Shawn michaels playgirl come on yeah. um I, I think if WWE sees dollar signs behind Lars Sullivan, if he's not currently doing it now, I don't think they'll care. Like that's not—I don't think that's going to be one of those things where it's like, "Well, Lars, this came out over the internet that all those years ago you did this, sacked. Now you're done." Vince McMahon loves big, muscly dudes. Giggity. You know, that's that's not a you know that's not a, a ha ha because of the gay porn Lars Sullivan thing. But Vince McMahon does. Look at all the big, stupid, dumb muscle heads that he's pushed that have, unfortunately, or fortunately, gone nowhere. Bobby uh, Lashley. You know, Heidenreich. Uh-huh. Uh, that other stupid Russian. What's, what was his Kozlov. name? Uh, Vladimir Kozlov. Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah. Look at these dumb idiots that they've pushed because they're like, they're huge. Look so, at whatever happened to Mason be, Ryan. Let's not talk about him. He was the worst. Dude, um, no, he was great. I, I don't even know what happened to him. He he got fucking shuffled right out the door. As soon as they were done with um uh, the Nexus, they were like, "All right, see you, Mason. Deuces." Thanks, thanks, CM Punk. You really buried him. Um, <laughs> but I think WWE sees dollar signs behind him, and if WWE sees dollar signs behind him, they're going to put him back on TV. And I think maybe WWE is saving his return for the rumble and if you see somebody eliminate brock lesnar i wouldn't really put it past them to have lars sullivan come out big monster eliminating brock lesnar that sets up lars sullivan for a big push as this big monster who eliminates brock lesnar from the rumble but will he win the rumble that's the question i have no idea i cannot imagine that lars sullivan wins the rumble but i could see lars sullivan as being the person that throws out brock lesnar not in a big heap of a big crowd of people doing it. One dude, Lars Sullivan, and that that right there sets the bar for him. They're like, okay, well, this dude means business. He eliminated Brock Lesnar. That's something that stupid announcing people can go on and on and on about every time Lars yep. Sullivan comes out. Now I do see and- one. I see one other person, if not Lars Sullivan, I do see one other person that could potentially eliminate Brock Lesnar, but not necessarily win the Rumble. And I will say Goldberg. that. For- what? Goldberg. No, no, don't, don't, just don't. I can't wait for Tom to have a stroke when Goldberg shows up in the Rumble. I Tom, can't wait. Tom is damn near in tears. He's like, don't, just, just don't, don't. Can't wait for it to happen. 
Tom, who do you think? He's on standby. He's going to stroke out. Who do By I the way, think? you guys, you guys, you guys are on the same like fucking mental wavelength because I want to get into the Brock Lesnar thing. Because, but yeah, yeah, Tom, <laughs> what, what do you got? I'll save it for my picks for next week. Ah, uh, boo! Uh, how can I? I gotta entice the people to come back next week to this fucking Don't shit be that show. Guy. All four, all the the four people that listen to this show are going to continue to listen next week. <laughs> Let's have what is it? Come on, Drew McIntyre. Oh, that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. So I see this going a couple of different ways. Uh, one is the obvious oh, route, ooh. which is Dio Madden. Uh, Dio Madden was the color commentary guy on Raw who Lesnar wrecked and hasn't been seen since. Dio Madden is a former football player. Dio Madden was uh, an NXT guy who eventually moved to commentary because reasons. Um, what reasons? <laughs> Because they don't have any, because Aiden English, um, uh, 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 um, Percy, Percy on NXT, uh, because they got so much talent that they don't know what to do with. Because you know, God forbid, we let NXT or uh, we we let AEW have these guys. Um, So Dio Madden, who has said, "Hey, I'm going to train and come back and get Lesnar. I'm going to teach him a lesson." So that's one. Uh, That's that's kind of like the the elephant in the room for me. If I wouldn't be shocked if they go that route. Uh, but the fact that Lesnar is a champion makes it a little bit dicier because they're not going to give a guy who's just kind of cutting his teeth that kind of a, a push into WrestleMania. Uh, two is the, uh, the, the internet booker in me uh, who wants it to be and needs it to be and absolutely would fucking lose his shit if it was Punk. Uh, oh, uh, you're, you're like number... No, I mean, you know, you know, think about it. Lesnar gets to like 10 or 11. He's just throwing people out left and right. You know, he's just, you know, he's, he's pulling a CM Punk from whatever the uh, 2006 or 7, whatever year that was, where he's waiting in the ring for people to come to him. And uh, call to personality hits, and uh, Punk comes out and dumps him out, gets a, gets, gets a fucking hot shot uh, uh, WWE title match into WrestleMania. Uh, and the, the other option is, yes, taking somebody who... Because, let's be honest, there, there is a chance that Lesnar wins the Rumble. Um, I, me, pers- me personally, I don't see him going beyond the, 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 the first 10. Because Lesnar and stamina are two things that you don't say in the same sentence, rarely ever. Unless you're including um, does not have it. Bingo. Uh, I, I would even go so far to say that I have more stamina than Brock Lesnar does. Hey, um, I don't know about that. That's fair. Um, but the, the thing is, I, I can't see him going... 45, 50 minutes. We've seen guys like Benoit. Ooh, did I just say Benoit's name? Uh, oh, and Daniel oh, Bryan. Oh, You're blacklisted. <laughs> and uh, Rey Mysterio and CM Punk and Finn Balor. These guys go kind of post to post, go 50 plus minutes. Like, these are guys who are pretty well conditioned. Lesnar is not that. So I, I don't see him going 50 minutes in one of the Rumble. Um, I don't at all. Now, so, again... There's, there, you're, I think you're thinking along the lines of Lesnar enters at number one and he's in the ring until the end. It's just Brock Lesnar. I, I, I don't see... I, I can't put it past WWE or Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Vince, whoever, to say, okay, Brock comes out at one, he hangs in the ring until six or seven, and then he goes through the ropes, exactly. opens up a chair, and sits down at ringside. Who's going to get out of the ring... And try and throw Brock Lesnar back in the ring. That is a 
That is a so perfect Brock point. So wants to say, hey, you know what? I was in for a while. I tossed a few people out. I don't give a shit. It's clear. I mean, uh, what, what's JR saying? Um, well documented. About it's been well documented that even in real life, his on-screen character aside, even in real life, Brock Lesnar doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about anything. Nope. He doesn't care if he wins or loses. He cares if he's making a payday. That's so exactly I can see it. That, I can see that persona of Brock Lesnar going, Royal Rumble, I don't give a shit. I'm going to toss a few people out. I'm going to go sit outside the ring until over the last four. I'm going to slide back in, toss the rest of them out. Bam, here I am, Brock Lesnar, bitch. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, even if he doesn't do that, even if he doesn't do that himself purposely, um, you know, what's to say that somebody doesn't attempt to throw him out or, you know, knocks him knocks him out or whatever but he goes through the ropes so there is always uh, that I spot. Think hold on hold on there is that spot for him settle down th- to get you know the rest out there if he goes if he goes through the ropes if he gets knocked out or knocked whatever knocked silly through the ropes and he is selling you know for quite a bit of time or whatever there's that scenario but i will say this regardless if if we, we also have to remember that just because if somebody eliminates Brock Lesnar doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the one to win the Rumble. Now, oh, if, right. now, if Punk came out at the Rumble and he eliminated Lesnar, you know, and ultimately did not win, whatever, that's still fine. Honestly, internet booker beef aside, that actually has a lot of good weight to it because there's history there and there's a storyline to it because Paul Heyman was the one to turn his back on CM Punk for returning Brock Lesnar. So there's, you know, there's a history and there's a story to be told there that we never really got to see the end to. And let me just say that if we did get a CM Punk Brock Lesnar match at one of the next pay-per-views or at WrestleMania title or not, does anybody remember the CM Punk Brock Lesnar match at uh, SummerSlam 2013? Uh-huh. Holy shit. That was honestly that was one of the most entertaining Brock Lesnar matches I've seen yep. in a long time. Next to it, this one still the the summer the CM Punk Brock Lesnar match was still more entertaining, but I'll say a close second was the latest uh SummerSlam match between Rollins and Lesnar. It was that was also a really good a good match. So I, so, I I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I'm not going to hold my breath for it. Just saying. I can al- I can also see WWE doing something like, and, and this <coughs> is very CM Punkish, to come out, eliminate Lesnar, and then CM Punk himself jumps over the top rope, eliminates himself, and just laughs at Lesnar the whole way up the ramp, pointing, yep. laughing. <laughs> I gotcha. I don't care about winning the Rumble. I just want to eliminate you. <laughs> That'd be great. That seems I- very Punkish as well. So there's a lot of things that wwe can do there are they have a lot of options at this rumble well, for and, no i made my point you're good and and that's and, and that that's why i think what what makes it so exciting and and, and yes yeah, yeah. He, oh, yeah he could he he could definitely win it and like yeah i mean i'm i'm fairly certain that roman reigns is going to win okay yeah, like that's unfortunately damn near in stone that he's gonna win he's gonna beat the fiend at wrestlemania for the title Ra rah roman rah all right whatever fiend um Exactly. So much for the steak dinner. <laughs> anyway. Hey, speaking uh, speaking of uh, things that were exciting and surprises. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. I have my other point I was going to uh, make. Sorry, you're, you're, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Step on the, step on the goods. Um, as, as far as what you're talking about with him rolling out of the middle of the ring or whatever, um, 
that gimmick has been played to death in the last couple of years. We even saw it in the uh, the AEW Diamond Royal Rumble. That's how MJF won. So I don't. Maybe that that's a possibility. So here's, I think, a great idea. So I think regardless, I don't think who whoever eliminates Lesnar doesn't win the Rumble. Uh, and I think whoever eliminates Lesnar is in the the pole position for the WWE title match at WrestleMania. That's how they set up the feud. Yep. I tell you who I think would make a lot of sense. If if, if they're not going to go the CM Punk route, route, which I think makes the most sense, I would absolutely love to see it be, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, John Cena. Have Cena come out, dump Lesnar, and have Cena and Lesnar go at, at WrestleMania for the title. No. I, I, oh why? my gosh! Why? Why? What? What story is there to tell there? Why? Why would Cena? Why? Because someone's gonna conquer Lesnar. Um, and I don't know, man. It's it's a, a you know. It's WWE, so I, I won't I won't put that out of the realm of possibility. In in a perfect world, the Punk thing happens. In a near perfect world. We get a guy like Keith Lee who does it, uh, and 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 like just sling, sling, slingshots himself into stardom. Um, but you know, to me, I I would be okay with it, man. Like Cena's been 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 gone long enough to make me appreciate everything that he did and everything that he does. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I'll agree with I, that, but I just don't see why. I mean, because he's a big name, because he's. John Cena, uh, the, the the biggest name outside of the Rock, Stone Cold, or Hollywood Hulk Hogan, uh, which, by the way, uh, Hogan wouldn't surprise me to be a, an entrant in the Rumble either because he's <laughs> been training like crazy too. Yeah, um, but so I, I hope not. That's a WWE thing to do. That's a WWE right. thing to do. They don't care about the why; they care nope. about the payday. Yep. And Brock because, Lesnar, because John Cena is a payday. Wrestle Kingdom was about the wrestling. Wrestle Kingdom, they made matchups to make great wrestling. WrestleMania is not Wrestle Kingdom. WrestleMania says, hey, how can we get the most eyes on products? And if you're talking yeah. John Cena, who is a bona fide movie star at this point, versus Brock Lesnar, who is a bona fide badass former UFC heavyweight champion, you know, uh, and let's not forget the guys like Tyson Fury, who's got a big boxing match, uh, I think, this weekend, um, could well come back, uh, as could... Um, Oh, what the fuck is his name? The 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 other UFC guy who who we faced at um Kane Velasquez. Blood Money. Velasquez. He's floating around money. out there somewhere. <laughs> WWE that, Blood Money. Dude, that's that's every uh that's every <laughs> event in like Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Iran, wherever the hell they oh, run wait. these shows. Did you hold on, speaking no. of which, the the next uh the next Blood Money show I believe is in February. Oh. Blood Sweet Money Returns. Blood um, Money Returns. Blood Money World War Three. Stuck in that country this time. Oh hey, I want to yeah, back to something you said before, Beef, about that the whole shtick being done to death about you know somebody leaving the ring. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. That yes, that's been done to death. But every other time it's been done, it's either been oh did they get eliminated or they sneak out and go into the ring and hide and try to get you to forget about that person until the end, and then it's like ooh they sneak back in and get you. I don't think it's ever been done before where someone has gotten out of the ring and blatantly sat there and gone, yeah, I'm still in it, but I'm sitting out here. What are you going to do? 
to be honest, the more that you guys talk about it, the more that I love that idea. The more that that's a total fucking Lesnar thing. It does. And it the seems more exactly like a Brock Lesnar. And the more that, like, as every passing entrance comes by, looks at him and goes, nope, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. the more that I think that that would... I, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. That, I think that would be a great way for him to end up in the Final Four, only to be tossed by someone. So that's, that's, a, that's, that's a very salient point by you two. Exactly, because like, like we said, who's going to come down to that ring, get in, you know, get in after their buzzer goes off, get in the Royal Rumble, and look out of Brock Lesnar and go, I'm going to get out of the ring and try and toss this big motherfucker back in there. Yep. Nobody. And nobody's going to do that. That's why. A, if he's sitting in a chair, he's got a weapon. Yep. He just levels him, opens it up, sits back down. Okay. No one else is going to try that. And you know what, Beef? That, and because we know how to pick our shit, that's why we're the champs. Speaking of knowing how to pick shit, do we have a Stump the Chumps question to try to test our breadth of knowledge? We do. Uh, it's from December. Uh, it's a... It's an old question, but it still checks out. Uh, let me get back in my goody. I mean, who email cares? here. Who cares if it's old or not? Because we get we pull this shit from every which way. That's right. Uh, oh, we have a new subscriber. Fuck, I'll, get, I'll give you. I'll find a SummerSlam question next week for Royal Rumble weekend. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to uh, December twelfth on this one uh, from our friend the Mid Car Maniac. Uh, what? Oh, wait, wrestler... wait, 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 wait. Who we've mm-hmm. already who we've already exposed. <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah i'm not but... sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> i the fantasy I football keep... question or the fantasy football comment sealed your fate i will i i i will still keep kayfabe for him uh from from a friend of mid maniac uh what wrestler debuted on smackdown exclamation point in 2004 winning the u.s title then one year later debuted on raw to win the intercontinental title i know who this is for a fact. Say it mm. again? They debuted when? Uh, yeah, uh, let me get back to it here. They, they debuted in 2004 on SmackDown to win the US title, and then when did they... A year de- later. And then a year went later, to Raw, went to Raw to and won the, the Intercontinental. And their debut. I'll let you guys have a crack at it before I tell you who the actual answer is, because I know for a fact. I, have, I haven't looked at the answer, but I know who it is for a fact. Uh, this was actually during the time I was, let's see, 2003, 2004, I was, I was probably on deployment, so I have no fucking clue. I wasn't watching at that point. In fact, I know I was on deployment. What'd you think, Ransom? Debuted in 2004. Does it say when in 2004? Oh, no, I got it too. I I think, I think it's Carlito. It is Carlito Caribbean cool. That's my answer too. Let's go to the tape. I I, tr- uh, I, I, I trust in your judgment. Now. I actually got my picture taken with this is this is again mid card uh, maniac saying I actually got my picture taken with this wrestler when he had the Intercontinental Championship. In a manner of speaking, there was only one thing I could say about it afterwards. Now that is cool. The answer being Carlito. Yep. Uh, he debuted against John Cena in 2004 and then jumped yep. to Raw in 2005 to beat Shelton Benjamin. Nice. That was I, that was I a good one. I don't remember the Benjamin one, but I remember the I remember no, I the, the Cena SmackDown one. Yep. Dude, man, dude, you you want to talk about missed opportunity? Like, there's literally like six or seven guys from that era. Him, uh, Shelton, um, uh, Charlie Haas. To oh an my extent. god, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, Kennedy, uh, the oh, the first man. coming of Drew McIntyre, uh, John Morrison, uh, even the Miz to an extent. Like these guys had everything, like all the fucking keys to all the doors, and they just wrong time, man, because that was the Cena, Orton, Batista, Triple H era, and there was no cracking through because, like, yeah, while that group was super talented. Those four individuals that I just named were like, you know, mega stars. So it's it's understandable that they didn't really crack through. But man, what could have been? Well, I do want to yep. make I, I do want to make two points. One, Miz has done okay for himself though over the years. He has. He he, he does true. honestly. He has what I would consider. He I I consider him maybe not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I definitely consider him a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's he's uh agreed. You know, he's got yep. he's he's tied uh, tied with Jericho still, right? Tied with Jericho mm-hmm. as, as having the most intercontinental title reigns. He's a, you know, U.S. champion. He's won the WWE championship, I think. <coughs> if I'm not mistaken, yes. uh, I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much the only title he hasn't held has been the world heavyweight title, which obviously that wouldn't happen now. But if he ever gets his hands on the universal title, you know, he'll be a uh, he'll be a Grand Slam champion. So, I mean, or he already is he already considered a Grand Slam champion? I don't know. Either way, yeah, who, who knows? But yeah, he's 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 won two mid card titles, the uh, the the uh, a tag team title, many tag team titles actually, yeah. and then uh, yeah, the, the 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 big one. So yeah, he 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 would he would be a grand slampion for sure. And slampion. And and I do have to say, I love Drew McIntyre's music back in the day. That that first iteration yeah, of Drew Mac. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, the Broken Dreams one. That was hell that was yeah a killer theme. Hell yeah. He just yeah, sauntered man. to the ring to that slow theme. Yeah. I love that. So um, hey, um, we're gonna do some um some hot tag trivia. Good. And uh and I'm gonna ask Beef on this one, and I have a very strong feeling that Beef will get this one very quickly, just because of how big of a fan he is of the the group involved. Oh boy. So this is probably a softball one here to you, Beef. So if you get it real quick, I'm not uh not disappointed but it is nope. a multiple parter no nope. what were you gonna say I, I was i was gonna say no no fucking pressure whenever i screw it up no you won't I, you'll get this one uh multiple parter but i have a feeling you'll get all the parts um i'll ask you the, the parts not at the same time but uh but as you answer um wrestlemania let's see when was it 27 uh this wrestler had who the bell tolls, or for whom the bell tolls, play during his entrance music. Mm. Ye old Metallica. Mm. Metallica. I, uh, what what WrestleMania was it? I twenty seven. It, it, it was seven. Okay. Um. So that was definitely uh, during the triumph or the I I. I I guess the the trilogy of the Triple H uh, Undertaker matches, but really the the back to backs are the ones that are important here. Um, I I honestly don't remember if it was Triple H or Undertaker, but I I feel like that like it it would make a lot of sense if it was Undertaker because of the bells. But again, he's he's so like old school and gimmicky that I don't think he would do it. So I think it was Triple H. You're right. It was Triple H, and uh, uh, yeah. I'm not going to bother asking you my second part, which was who did he face, which you already <laughs> got that one. 
But yeah, Triple H, man, he's got he had Metallica and freaking Motorhead play him into that WrestleMania. So good on uh, good on Triple H on the bands. He's a badass. At the uh, the here's a little bit of a uh, little bit of extra extra spicy hot tech trivia for you. Ooh. At the next WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 28, uh, when they had their Hell in a Cell match, they used uh, uh, the Memory Remains by Metallica as kind of like the like. Um, the, uh, the 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 promo music for the match itself yeah uh, because it was the end of an era match so yeah dude triple H triple H is a big metalhead so yeah I'm happy to have him on top okay beef so that leads me to Tom oh boy Tom uh you have probably figured that this is um a Royal Rumble question because you know it's, again my favorite time of year wrestling wise uh so I like to dig out all the Rumble questions we've talked about the the lucky numbers uh and um the winners uh stone cold obviously being uh the guy who's won the most and then a litany uh there after him with two uh cena hogan triple h etc my question is not about the winner but about the man who stood at the at the runner-up what man has the most runner-ups in Royal rumble history and how many does he have I don't know, but I'm going to say... Hmm. I'm going to say Triple H, but I don't know how many. You are not right. Uh, Ransom, do you have an idea? The most runner-up. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, if you follow your feelings, I think, I think it, it, it'll, it'll make a lot of sense once I say it. See, that I want to like say it was, I want to I want to say it's Roman Reigns because I I always get confused and think that he's won more than he has. My man, that's the answer. It is Roman I, Reigns. I always think he I always think he's won you know like two or three when he really yep. hasn't. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three. Yep, that's it. You 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 are is you that, are 100 correct. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns has won one and uh, yeah been been the runner up of three and uh, yeah he. <laughs> uh, that's that's a to me that's a mind blowing stat. Being that he's been in five of them, he's won one and been the runner up in the in three others. So that's pretty fucking impressive. And you know, with all, and I, I I'm getting chatty. I apologize, but with no, with, with with all the way the winds are pointing, he could win his second one this year, putting him in elite company. It's you know it's it's very clear what they're trying to do with this guy. So. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say is good luck. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Royal Rumbles have been very good to Roman Reigns. The fans have not. Yeah. Well, for good reason, I feel. All right. Let me, uh, let me uh, put my, my co-champ partner out of his misery here. <laughs> In typical Ransom fashion, this is a two-parter. Hell yes. And I, I really wish I would have had this for beef because, man, I feel like this is this is a... This is a shitty one to get, but here we go. Oh no! <laughs> Good. Good. So we've uh, we've talked about all these legendary people, but uh, one guy that we don't talk about for fear of getting blackballed is Chris Benoit. Uh, so I'm glad his name came up at some point earlier in the podcast because I was just like, yeah, buddy. So my question to you, part one, I want you to tell me 
the different titles that Chris Benoit has won in WWE. All the different titles that he's won. Yes, sir. Oh, holy balls. Um, well, he was definitely the world champion. Okay. I don't think he was WWE champion. Um, he was definitely the United States champion. I want to say he was Intercontinental champion. And I think he was both WWE and World Tag Team Champions. Not WWE Champion. Dead Before Universal. Definitely not a cruiserweight. Definitely not a light heavyweight. I don't think he won... I don't think he won the WCW title when it was in WWE. No, he didn't. So yeah, I'm sticking with those. Okay, so you're sticking with Intercontinental? Intercontinental, United States, both tags, and the world. All right, well, you are correct on that. Now, part two, how many times did he win each of those titles? (laughs) I thought I thought that was going to be rough getting all the different ones that he won, but man, you pulled that one out. So let's see if you can pull this one out. How many times was he Intercontinental Champion? Oh shit! Wrong. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I, I I honestly don't know as far as Intercontinental or United States. I want to say around two or three. For either but that's that's guessing and i don't know hard numbers i want to say he was only world heavyweight champion once um he was only one of the tag champions once because that was with kurt angle but i can't remember if that was the world or the w championship and then i want to say two or three of the other because I think it was it was at least with with Edge I think and Chris Jericho, but I don't know how many t- each of those two. So yeah, I can't I can't give you hard numbers on any of them. Well, title, and I think that was take just one. Take some take some shots in the dark. Why not? Oh, all right. World one, United States three, Intercontinental two, WWE Tag Team Champion one, and World Tag Team Champion two. You weren't too far off. You weren't too Damn far it. off. Uh, he was Intercontinental Champion four times. Uh, once Whoa. he, had, yeah, he had uh, the people he defeated each of those times: Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Billy Gunn, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> he was United oh, States Champion three times. Uh, he defeated Orlando Jordan, Booker T, Mr. Kennedy. Uh, oh. He was World Heavyweight Champion once. Whenever he defeated Triple H and Shawn Michaels in the Triple Threat uh, at, at WrestleMania, there. And uh, he was world tag team champion three times, once partnered with Jericho, and then two times partnered with Edge. Uh, and then he was WWE tag champion one time, partnered with Pittsburgh's own Kurt Angle. But up, but up, beef yeah, sucks. The number, the number of reigns I'm pretty pretty well, was pretty hazy on. Yeah, 
But you did pretty good on that. No, you but did. I mean, yeah, you 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 acquitted yourself real well. I I I could have <laughs> swore there was a European reign in there too, um, but that's just because <laughs> he was in that. I forgot about that title. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, the, the only reason I remember that is because he was in that Euro Continental match with Jericho and Angle at WrestleMania 16, which was a two-fall match. Uh, the first being for the Intercontinental, the second for it being the Euro- European. Angle winning as the double champion in that match and walked out with no belt. So, oh, match. that's right. That actually yeah. came up as a hot tag trivia question or something like that before about that Euro Continental trash because I remember I remember talking about that match. Oh, uh, nope, I was, completely it was forgot a good about match. the European title. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't, can't blame me, I think. Oh, I think everybody else did as well. Wait. Anytime if I know that I'm going to have Ransom for Hot Tag Trivia, I'm giving yeah. him a European title question. Oh, <laughs> all yeah. European from here on out, yeah, yeah. right? i start brushing um, on my European trivia. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, have, have fun with that. That that <laughs> the fucking treasure trove of a title history. All I know is, all I know is Shawn Michaels and Triple H. <laughs> fucking... D'Lo Brown and, uh, and British Bulldog. Oh, I forgot about D'Lo. Oh, oh man, fucking D'Lo like elevated that title. That's how bad that title was. D'Lo yeah. elevated it. Oof. He really did, didn't he? He did. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, well, well I don't have too much D-Lo, else to um, say. Yeah, this isn't this isn't really news or anything. But if you have the chance, if you're bored, you have a chance. Watch the table for three with Godfather Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. It is very entertaining. Okay. D'Lo Brown is a is a very entertaining dude just to sit and listen to him tell stories. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the better table for threes if uh, you know if you have a, a spare moment or two. Have you watched that? Have you watched the one with um, uh, with Gargano, Cole, and Ricochet? I have not. Oh my god! It, it's it's a pretty I didn't good know one. That was a thing. And it, oh yeah, and it and it was pretty funny to to talk about uh, that Johnny recalls and they actually show video footage of uh, when he. When he got a chance uh, with uh, with WWE, he came on as like you know like a extra nobody on SmackDown and like promptly got beaten by MVP. He was the the Liechtenstein World Champion or something like that. It, it was oh my goodness. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't even remember. What it's it, his name was something ridiculous, like worse than like you know like uh, like Jared Listnerman or whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah, throwback yeah, there. Oh, oh my. I'll, I'll tell you, like the table. F- I love and, and and I've gotten away from it because I I I I've been on again off again with the network. But I, I love Table for Three, man. I'll I'll put it on while I'm eating lunch, and you know it, it's <laughs> it's 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 really cool because so, like there's no fucking gimmicks, there's no fucking flim flam. It's uh, like real put, fucking talk. Do you put it on so you can feel like you're having lunch with them? You're like, oh, it's yes. a table for four, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. I honestly didn't realize how how entertaining they were. I was scrolling through the the network one night. I I could not fall asleep, and I was just looking through. I think it might have been one of the nights after a podcast, which is why wrestling was in my head. And uh, I was just scrolling through the the network, and I saw the three the um, dinner of domination, which was <laughs> Dilo, Mark Henry, and Godfather. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll throw that one on, and it was really entertaining. I Another just, really fun. Did one they talk is, at all? Uh, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, did, did they talk? Did they, did they talk at all about the uh, what was it, the bo- the 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 Bone Street crew at all? No. Ah. Uh, like no, the, uh, the, the 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 anti click, as it were. I just no, want to. Dilo told. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I just want to hear the Nation of Domination song redone as like the like some sort of like dinner of domination sort of thing. Like <laughs> I I gotta I want to hear some sort of food related remake now. <laughs> um. 
Lilo did tell a funny story about um, they were in the the nation was in the ring at one point during a commercial break on like a raw or something. And uh, the dealer said he was looking around the, you know, like looking around the audience, looking, looking. And uh, Farouk looks, Farouk looks at him and goes, what you doing? And dealer goes, hold on, hold on. And he keeps looking, keeps looking. And Farouk goes, what you doing? And dealer goes, there, right there. Farouk goes, what? And dealer goes, I was sitting right there when you became the first ever black world heavyweight champion. Right there in that seat in this very arena, and uh, he said, "Fruit looked at him and looked at him and goes, right during commercial, don't you do that to me, boy? Don't you do that?" <laughs> it, was really, awesome. it was it was a heartfelt story. It made it you know it gave me the good feelies. That's awesome. Yeah, they they really <laughs> talked Fruit up for for they really talked Ron Simmons up. You know, big deal. You know, they they credited Ron Simmons for you know a lot of the success they had in their career. Not. Not only because he was the first ever black world heavyweight champion in professional wrestling, but because he did so much to to help them out when they were in the nation. Yeah, Table for Three is a really, really entertaining show. I might have to much, go watch much that. Much better one. than a lot of the crap they have on their network. Yeah, I, I oh for sure. Well, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I I need to I need to get back and watching that. I, one thing I do miss them doing. I I miss uh, I miss seeing all the different ride alongs. Some of those are actually really funny to watch. Like yeah, like. <laughs> like if you watch the one with um roman reigns and uh uh and dean ambrose riding together like dean's like sleep deprived and he just starts doing this thing he starts singing about like i don't i don't even know how it came up but he's talking about like whatever that movie was with Catherine zeta jones when she like goes through the laser beams i can't remember the name of the movie but you know what i'm talking about i don't beef nope God damn nope. it! Okay, I can't remember the <laughs> I can't remember the name of the movie, but like she does this whole thing where like, uh, like she's either like trying to steal something or sneak into somewhere, and she's sneaking through these laser beams, and he's just he just starts out of nowhere. He's like Catherine Zeta Jones sneaking through the laser beams, and just like ran, <laughs> like, and you see Ro- Roman's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like it's it's great, it's great. I only ever watched one of those, and it was the uh, the New Day one. Um, I don't know if they did multiples, but I watched one of the New Day ride-alongs, and that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, so a lot of those ride-alongs are funny. the the one with uh, the one with uh, Gallows Anderson and, and uh, AJ was pretty good too. Like, cause, oh, I can't damn, that's that's one I, I definitely want to watch that one. Yeah, well, and that you know that's that's the thing with the network, man. Like when when they don't try and they just kind of let it happen. Man, it's 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 a lot of good stuff. I'll tell you what, I really loved Legends House. Um, for, I did for too. What it was. Um, I love Mean yeah, Gene on was, there. There was there was a lot of goofy shit, like the 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 stupid like reality contest and stuff that they had to do. Okay, yeah, but like like you got a true sense of fraternity from these guys, and like you could tell how much you know. For example, like uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was absolutely enthralled with Roddy Piper and like you could just see how much they like really bonded it was it, it's just you know like that show that was probably like one of the first shows I really watched on the network and I was like wow this is a great series I hope they keep up and then they didn't and I'm like okay well you know because probably because there aren't a lot more legends out there that are hard up for money other than those guys uh, that, that need a paycheck real quick that don't oh. leave their lives and families for you know a month or so but um you know, it, when 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 the network kind of gets out of its own way, and and I think this is this is kind of a true uh, 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 mission statement for WWE. When they get out of their own way, 
they can accomplish a hell of a lot more than when they really are trying. So, um, good, bad, or in between. That's, you know. I think, too, in this age of when kayfabe is dead, and, you know, you don't believe that Undertaker is really a a dead man who's, you know, beating people and then burying them. You know, when you know that these people are playing characters, I think when you get to see them interact and just talk with each other on, like, the ride-alongs or the dinner for threes, I think that enthralls the fans because I think they want to get to know who these people are behind their character. Like, they just want to hear them BS with other wrestlers, talk, you know, different road stories, you know, talk about, you know, them coming up in the business. I think that's... I think there's a wealth of entertainment opportunity there for WWE because they don't have to pretend anymore that, you know, bad guys only hang out with bad guys and good guys only hang out with good guys. Since kayfabe is, is dead, you get an in-depth look at who these people actually are behind their character. And I think that that is genuine entertainment, you know, to kind of get you away from the soap opera aspect of WWE and professional wrestling. I think they have a goldmine there, and I, I hope they continue to capitalize on it. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I, um, that's a, a salient point. In fact, yes, sir. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really, um, I, I enjoyed watching whenever I saw like, um, uh, whenever I saw Andrade and uh, Zelina Vega doing a ride along, and then you get Alistair Black calling in on the phone to Zelina Vega, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize Alistair and Zelina were together. Okay, cool. Like, that's the thing. But it, but it's kind of, oh. but it's kind of cool to see, like, you know, the fact that like. Andrade and uh, Zelina are paired up on TV. That's just like, like when if I, I don't know that certain people can attest to this or not, but like you have certain people that you get like close to at your work, and you're like, oh, that's my work wife or my work husband or whatever. Like you, you get that sometimes from job to job. You just make those bonds with people, and you know it's you're just there. You look out for one another or whatever, and you know they they are like you know really good friend, but there's nothing romantically involved with it or anything like that but uh i I just thought it was kind of cool to see like uh you know how basically how uh you know andrade is basically zelina's work husband but in reality she's definitely shacked up with uh alistair black which was quite a quite a combination i I, i'm i'm intrigued to know they're married i think i think they're married I think. Really? I That's so. kind of surprising. I believe so. If they're not I'm, married, I'm, if they're not married, they're definitely engaged. Because I saw a rock on her finger. So that must have been prior to Andrade and Charlotte kind of um, getting engaged. Because I, I would imagine that now Andrade and Charlotte probably go everywhere together. So. Um, you know, and that's that's another thing, kind of. You know, getting getting back into the circle of things. You know, Andrade. Not not that Charlotte is. A, a bad looking person. She's done a lot of work on herself, so whatever. And huh. I'm sure that there's probably other things to to value about her. Maybe I don't know, but um, <laughs> you know, Andrade uh, might be climbing the ladder a little bit because you know, all of a sudden, you know, he gets on the main roster after a stellar Royal Rumble uh, two years ago and kind of flounders for a year. Gets engaged to Charlotte Flair. Boom, title around his waist. So. You know. So, so what you're saying is, he, 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 the sooner you climb on Charlotte, the sooner you climb the roster. Yeah, that's you know, that's 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 what I've heard. That's what I've heard he, anyway. He married up. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> At he's least engaging in the up. Yes, in the business, yes. he's engaging up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, just a, a couple last little things to uh, to wrap up. It was reported this week that uh, it is officially signed. 
for uh, GCW uh, Bloodsport uh, on uh, April, I believe April the second. The main event will be uh, uh, John Moxley versus um, Josh Barnett. And uh, if you guys have never seen Bloodsport, uh, nope. it's it's it. So it, it's kind of become like a WrestleMania weekend tradition of mine. Um, so it's 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 a, it's a little bit of a, of a, of a of, of a silly little indulgence, but it, but it blurs the line of like professional wrestling and, 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 and like combat sports. Um so like last year's main event I think was Minoru Suzuki versus Josh Barnett. And uh you you guys know how much I, I, I will um gush over Minoru Suzuki. Um but uh it, it's 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 very like hard hitting, fast paced, um like real fight action, but there's definitely a lot of like scripting to it too. So, um, like that's that's something I'm pretty stoked for. Um, that's I think that's, I, I believe that's WrestleMania weekend, uh, April the second. It, it usually is. Um, that should be because I believe because WrestleMania is what the fourth or fifth, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and 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 I, I, you know, that's that's another reason why I really, really, really love uh, the the whole wrestlemania season because it kind of bleeds over into the indies okay. and like that weekend there are just a million shows so. so so wrestlemania i'm just looking at the calendar so wrestlemania would be april the 5th so when did you say Bloodsport is uh the second that would be the thursday yeah i was gonna say that's right? a thursday yeah that's weird yep but no i mean like like i said man like like wrestlemania weekend i'm just saying really that that's on a thursday like a on a thursday night event that's just seems weird. Well, but like, yeah, I mean, like, like it's 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 a WrestleMania thing. Like WrestleMania weekend literally envelops the city in wrestling. I mean, last year, oh shit, they did um, they did Bloodsport last year, and then they did um like a mega show with a whole bunch of indie guys, and um I think Pentagon versus Phoenix was on one of those matches, and Orange Cassidy was there, and the best friends, and then um there was uh I think Impact had a show that weekend. And then, um... Was that also uh, the same weekend that Ring of Honor sold out MSG? E yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was the last last year. That was, um, uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor. Uh, like, you know, their their, their joint show. That, yep, that, that was that weekend. And then, um, they had Stardom's, um, first ever United States show last week or last year during WrestleMania weekend. So it's like, I love, and I'll probably do the same thing this year, take a four day weekend, WrestleMania weekend and just like soak it in, man. Like there, there are places where you can view these things for free. Um, not that I'm advocating that, Ooh. but, uh, I, I, I literally just kind of like start to finish. Like I turn it on in the morning and they would be streaming whatever. And I, I take that all in and, it was, uh, you know, it, it it was a really really fun weekend. So that's you know, and that that's kind of like the the ultimate. Uh, it kind of leads up to NXT Takeover uh, the the Saturday, and then obviously WrestleMania the the twelve hour marathon on Sunday, which is kind of like again yeah. the Super Bowl. So it's kind of like you know finishes you off, and you're like, okay, I'm good on wrestling for another year. <laughs> so you know what, you bring up a good point on that, too, but I'm not going to go long on it make this little comment um that's one of the things that all these other promotions aside from wwe seem to be doing right and it's letting their talent that they have signed work on other work on other programs or other shows 
You know, you have Moxley going to Bloodsport. You have Jericho going to New Japan, you know, and wrestling a match. I think that's I, – I, I think that – and I know WWE is its own, its own freaking monster. But I would really love to see WWE get in on the whole – we're going to share wrestlers, not on weeklies, not for house shows, but for these one or two off events a year. Let our guys go elsewhere and showcase their talents. I don't know if that's going to bring anything to WWE, but and that's why I don't think they'll, they'll do it, because I don't think that they see anything to be gained by that. But how much would you really love to see uh, an Adam Cole versus a uh, John Moxley? Or, you know, somebody from WWE facing off against the AEW champion Chris Jericho. Just for, like, this one-off show. How fun would that be? Yeah, and you're, you're, you're 100% right. Uh, it would be a blast, but then, you know, again, you know, the, bringing it back full circle. The, the politics. politics, yep. Who goes over, you know? You, you, you put Chris Jericho against, we'll, we'll, we'll say Adam Cole, just, just, just for S's and G's. Um, you know, you have AEW and NXT. The get, you know, the the two factions that are warring, quote unquote, on Wednesday nights. Like, who goes over? Like, who gets to make that decision? Because you know, damn sure, if Vince is sending someone, he's gonna say, "There's no way my guy is not going over." And you know that if the elite are sending somebody, that they're gonna say, "No way that our guy isn't going over." So, like, politics. Unfortunately, that's that's what prevents a lot of this stuff. It'll be interesting to see this year, um, because um, guys like Pentagon, Phoenix, the best friends, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, um, a, a lot of the mid-card from AEW are the guys that really kind of kept these shows moving. So it'll be interesting to see if they are given the same kind of, like, um, lengths of rope this year or not by AEW or whether they kind of... I, I, I know Cody in the box and I think Omega have said that, that AEW will not run on WrestleMania weekend in that same town because they don't want to capitalize off of anybody else's success other than their own, which is admirable. Yeah, um, But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if, let their, if, if they will let their talent... Uh, go out and mingle. I mean, obviously, Moxley and Jericho are kind of like above the system because they're huge names, and and they pretty much built into their contract. Hey, I can you know do X, Y, and Z, and you can't say a boo about it. And because they are you know big names, that you know the boxing Cody and Omega said, oh yeah, man, we we want you on our show for sure. You're gonna kowtow to their demands. I do think it's but, you know I, I think it's yeah. interesting since you mentioned it, that was the you know you and I were on the same wavelength the politics I'm inter I'm, uh, it's interesting to me that given the bit of a strain between New Japan and AEW that they were able to come to an agreement that Jericho would go over uh, against uh, was it his D face Tanahashi yeah yeah it, it, figure it out F figure it out there well that. Well, what I was gonna, all I was going to say is, one, it's it's cool that they were able to come to that agreement. And two, um, we can touch on this more next week, too. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see what or how much of a working relationship Ring of Honor and NWA have with uh, Marty Scroll re-signing with ROH and it being reported that he's allowed to you know work some 
NWA stuff, which I'm sure it's not going to be like all the time, but you know, he did kind of like get into a little bit of a program with Nick Aldis, like just before he re-signed his contract. So I'd be interested to see if or what sort of working relationship might uh, develop from there. Um, speaking of working, fucking re- figure it out, man. A- it out. AW and New Japan. The other thing I'll say is fucking figure it out. Both of those promotions are so fucking stubborn because of the way that the exits worked on like the Bucks and Omega. Fucking yeah. put your personal differences aside because both of those organizations have so much to gain from working with the other one, and we are being ripped off of not having those connections, so <laughs> fucking figure it out. Well, d- Don't keep you it- think the same could be... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, keep, keep in mind, when it, when it comes to New Japan, you, you have to think not only just the company itself but the but the culture in general in in japanese culture is a very honorable it it, honor is a very very big thing so when you like you know when you when you do them wrong or if they feel like you've done them wrong and and i i don't disagree with you yeah you got to put personal differences aside and do what's best for both businesses uh you know, but there, but there's it. It takes a little bit longer for those wounds to heal, I would say. So it's it's more of a cultural thing over there. But I agree, uh, we would we would all benefit. Everybody they at New Japan would definitely benefit. Uh, AEW would benefit, and us as fans, we we all we're, we'd all be winners if they can come to some sort of working agreement. You know, in the future. Now, all of that, all of what you said there, and back to what you said, Beef, about figuring it out, don't you think that could also apply to um, NXT and AEW? Now, I get it, that's more politics than it is honor, but at the same token, like you said, Beef, these are the, these are the Wednesday Night Wars. This is the Wednesday Night Wars show. If you think back to the Monday Night Wars, how badass would it have been if you would have been able to have some sort of cross-promotion with... Triple H and X Pac versus the Outsiders. Oh, now oh, for sure. it, like those, you know, maybe that's a bad example because those guys are friends and everything. Blah blah blah. But the eyes that you draw to both products, even if one per, you know, you have to have one person or one group or one team go over on the other. Yes, and that's the bureaucracy and the politics of it. But when it comes down to winning, uh, you would think that both promotions would be able to win out on that. Because everybody knows, especially nowadays, you know, the Wednesday Night War, it's AEW against NXT. If you had an AEW guy face off at an NXT guy at one show or the other, just think about how big of a deal, and I think, again, it goes back to the whole Vince doesn't give a shit about the internet wrestling community, but do you, could you imagine how, how much the internet wrestling community would explode if there was one of those matches? Yeah. I mean, people would go nuts. And I mean, and I, you think, I think I think going to both of your products at that point. I think it's as simple as a home and home, like lots of because that's that's the thing that happens in college football. People like rivalries are often ended because they don't want to make because you know you you make an agreement. We'll play at your barn one one year, the next year you come to ours. People are getting away from that because you know it's 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 revenue and all that. Like, but but to me, the answer is that simple. You have let's say fucking uh, Red Dragon show up on AEW, and uh, the Bucks go over on them, and then you have Hangman Kenny show up on NXT and go over Cole and um, um, Roddy Strong, everybody wins. Like, you know, yeah. no no one faction is going over, and yet we are 
given some really incredible wrestling. So yeah, I agree. Um, but that that I think the the problem with that is that uh, WWE is like an oligarchy unto itself. It is its own kind of thing, and like the independents are always super willing to like team up against like the the big bad man in the sky, Vince McMahon, you know? So, like, AEW, I think, is trying to put themselves on that same platform as, well, a different platform uh, than, than WWE, but still, like, above that, saying, similar, we don't need... A similar platform. Right. We don't need the team with the Indies to beat WWE. We're going to do it of our own accord. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... That... that I And I think that that's kind of what's getting in the way of the New Japan thing, too, is that they're like, hey, like... And they've said multiple times, it's not a competition. We're not trying to beat anybody. We're trying to give an alternative. Right. But in the back of their mind, they they know that if they win in the ratings, they want to be on their merit, not on, you know, Kazuchika Okada or not on Kota Ibushi. They want to do it because of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Pentagon, Phoenix, etc. Right. And and at least, uh, I mean, it gives us hope because Jericho did say... um, you know, after his match with Tanahashi, that <coughs> he would he would love to, uh, you know, wrestle him again and stuff like that, and give him another opportunity at the you know, give him another give him a shot at the title or something like that. So, I, I think if there's going to be anybody that pushes for uh, a, a partnership or some sort of working relationship where we do have these every so often throughout the year, I think Jericho will be a uh, a, a very big proponent for that. Um, but speaking of uh, working together in partnerships, why don't we go ahead and uh, thank the sponsors and uh, close this close this baby and put it to bed because uh, we're getting a little long in the snaggle tooth here. Good idea. Oh, we're getting a little long in the tooth. Uh-huh. Um, oh. <laughs> that that was like a direct like Puta Bar Mickey Mouse comparison uh, or uh, combination. Stay on. Uh-huh. Oh. oh my god, I cracked okay. it. Um. So uh, yeah, we we. We definitely want to thank our uh, oh. <laughs> the partners that we work with here. Um, Sean Tischler, uh, working with uh, the the um, the independent scene up in Clearfield and bringing some really quality wrestling to uh, to uh, that that burg up there. We we appreciate uh, and, and we being the, the the royal we wrestling fans of the central Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania region uh, appreciate what you're doing there, Sean. Keep at it and. Uh, keep bringing IWC up there. Uh, bring bring in other local talents, man. Keep keep working. Bring more people. Uh, the, the more independent wrestling people can see, the better. Uh, and then uh, we definitely want to thank uh, Mr. Casual Gaming Dad himself, Mr. Tiger. Bomb Tom. I almost flubbed it. Uh, I almost did. Uh, I, I can't keep trying to set you up for it. Uh, we, nope. we we do we, we do want to set you up, uh, Tom, for being a wonderful thank you, a sponsor for. Everything you've done for us, man. You, you, you pimp this podcast harder than the Godfather pimps them hoes. A so, damn right. Um, Pimping ain't easy, baby. We, uh, we appreciate uh, everything that you do over on your channel for us and uh, getting our name out there. And uh, you know, thanks, thanks. You, you, you are the definition of a wonderful sponsor. So thank you so much for that. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm gonna make a quick little plug. Uh, thank you to Gould Gaming. Uh, for putting our P3 t-shirts up in my section of the store. Uh, you guys can head on over to Gould Gaming, find Casual Gaming Dad's section of the shop, and go get yourself a P3 t-shirt. Uh, and if you are ever watching any of my streams, 
on Facebook and YouTube, you'll find the direct link to my section. So you won't even have to go searching and you'll have the discount codes there uh, to use to save yourself a little bit of money off of uh, off your purchase if you get anything out of my section or site-wide. Um, and one last little quick plug again, um, because I think it got cut off in the beginning whenever we weren't uh, actually recording. <coughs> if you're cool. in the Elizabeth Township area uh, in the southwestern PA region, uh, this Saturday, uh, 7 o'clock bell time, IWC Reloaded, uh, go check it out. Uh, the reset button happens that night, so anybody can show up. Anything can happen. It could be a wrestler, non-wrestler. You don't know who's going to be put up against who. Um, I tried to secure an interview with uh, the IWC Super Indie Champion, Johnny Patch, uh, but that didn't end up working out. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get to talk to him uh, here in the very near future, and hopefully he will still be Super Indie Champ. If not him, then, well... We'll find out who is, and if I get a chance to go to that show, I will definitely uh, be bringing you back some, you know, uh, reviews and wrap-ups from that. So, lots of good stuff. Go check out the indies, like Beef said, and, uh, you know, see these guys before they make it to the big time, and then you can't rub shoulders with them in a local high school gymnasium. So, that said, Very, that said, for, uh, for Mr. Beef the Legend... For the absent but ever present in our hearts, Mr. Poot the Bard, Bay Bay, and yes. for and for Bebe. and for Bebe. my my partner, the best co-champion that I could ask for, the man who created this nepotism monster that is now a part of your broadcast, my colleague, Mr. Alec Ransom. This is Tiger Bomb Tom. Have a wonderful night.